Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School, the bad boy of wedding videography. Hope you're having a great week. I know I am, although I'm still feeling a little under the weather. I got a cold from my wife and my son, and uh, it is dragging out. How are you, Adam Bradley? You sound better than me. Good. I totally forgot that you're the bad boy. The, where did you get the nickname again? Where'd the bad boy come from? Um, so that came from my wife, uh, who, who generally has a pretty good sense. <laughs> I know where this is going here. She, <laughs> she has a pretty good <laughs> sense of humor, I'd say, most of the time, and so there was this period of time where I was trying to be above board and do everything by the book as far as flying drones and all that kind mm. of stuff. And in Vail, uh, they have all these like hoops you have to jump through to uh, fly a drone at the resort. And so... Uh, I, w- I jumped through all their hoops. I filled out all their paperwork. I did everything they asked me to do. And then I got a call from the head of security. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. And he was like, he's like, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, but we're not going to approve this. And I was like, okay, but what about all the forms that I filled out? Like I did everything they asked me to do. I right. even had help from my drone law attorney and Dang. like... Like I, I really went all out to make drones something that people could do there, and yeah, uh, and then they said no, and so <laughs> that that Jeez. evening I was telling my wife about it, and uh, I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna fly anyway," and <laughs> she's like, "She's like, oh, you're the bad boy of wedding videography, huh?" <laughs> And so, uh, and then that, that was all it took. It's, it's been my nickname ever since. Yeah. Now she calls you bad boy all the time. All the time. Every day. (laughs) Every night. It's like the, (laughs) there's like a, I feel like it's a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. There's gotta be a way you can, uh, you can market that too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably get it like a big, uh, big sticker on my truck. Bad boy of wedding videography. I just like that it's uh, it's like such a is it a paradox? Is that the word where it's like two things that seem like they don't really go together? Like right, like, yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah, I, that's what I like about yeah. it. I like that it's it's just a collision of two oddly different things. Yeah, I always thought that a paradox was not one doctor but two doctors, like a pair of ducks. But uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh sorry is this not the dad joke episode sorry the, my bad uh this is the, well anytime you're on it is <laughs> so well speaking of dads man yeah go, go um, ahead yeah you know, i was just thinking like 
dad jokes and this last season holiday stuff, man, like we work all the time. Like, do you actually have, you're a dad, right? Do you actually have a life or do you just like work all the time? I actually feel like I spend too much time with my kids. Oh, really? Well, it's weird. You're just I, so loved and adored. I think what it is is that I work from home. So, uh, you know, my my youngest two-year-old son, he he's currently uh, he's currently here with me during the day, although it's only for about another month before our nanny leaves and then he goes to daycare. Um, but for like the last two years, he's been here with me every single day. Huh. So even when I'm working, I can still hear him in the background. Um, yeah. So I, I really feel like I'm here all the time, even if I'm not necessarily interacting. So okay. in that regard, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm, maybe I'm just around too much. Like I'm spending too much time with my family. Uh, there's huh. part of me that thinks that I would probably, things would be a little healthier if, I had an office somewhere that I, and I like drove to work like normal people and then came home at the end of the day. Cause I feel like just getting out of house would be healthy, but also not being in the same space. Like I, I probably spend 18 hours a day or more. I mean, it's gotta be more. Yeah. I spend like 22 hours a day in my house. Uh, yeah, but that's I'm, different than like spending time with your kids though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if I've ever heard of any stories of guys in prison, you know, that have like messed up lives and like, Oh, my dad just spent too much time. With me. <laughs> he was just around too much. You know, <laughs> you don't hear that much. Uh, I hope not. I hope that's not a story that's being told. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then I, I, my, my other kid, I take to school, I drop him off in the morning and I generally pick him up in the afternoon. Uh, today's a rare day okay. where I think my wife is going to pick him up, but I might end up picking him up if, uh, if we get done with this recording before then. Um, nice. so yeah, I, I feel like when I'm not in my office, I'm dealing with kids. That's, there you go. and that's, I think that's part of the work life balance challenge right now, which is. When I, whenever I'm not working, I'm still, I'm just working in a different capacity. I'm working as a dad. Gotcha. Do you do anything for fun? Like hobbies or like, I mean, it's a stressful job, right? Like we're out, you know, and we're working all the time, but it's gotta be something you do just for, just for Michael, you know, like the thing I do for fun is I guess right now I'm hiking, but I, I've only done it a few times over the last like couple months. So, you know, I, I always say that when I'm done editing, I'm going to go do the stuff that I want to do. And then I'm just never done editing. Well, if you were to actually do those things, what, what is that thing? Uh, it's definitely hiking. I do want to learn to fish. And hmm. recently I had, uh, I had come across the idea of possibly, learning how to ride some uh, more technical mountain bike trails or even oh, just nice. like riding my bike at all. Cause I really don't do it that much as it is. But several years back I bought a, I bought a mountain bike um, cause I wanted to start doing that. And then uh, yeah, I just been, I've just been busy. So 
haven't made the time for it. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I should, I should really start doing stuff like that. What are you, what are you doing when you're not working? Same, man. I mean, just trying to, trying to find a life, but lately I've, uh, I've really, my kids are getting a little bit older. And so my oldest is, uh, actually there feels old saying it now, but my oldest is 13 and my second is, uh, almost nine. So I've taken on coaching. So I've played basketball. So I thought, how hard can it be to coach eight to 10 year old boys? Uh, which I'm learning. And my, I played uh, competitive volleyball, but you never knew that about me growing up. So now I'm doing that for my daughter's team. She plays volleyball mm-hmm. and they're just crushing it. So she's more competitive than my son is. Didn't you also play racquetball? Oh yeah, I did. And actually, yeah, tore my calf a couple months ago from That's that. That's right. But, yeah. I remember that. So you're really into the balls, huh? Yeah. I, I like balls. I like holding them. I like throwing them. I like anything, <laughs> whacking balls, anything. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> How do you feel about bones? Uh, Mark no, Bone. Not as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that? Hey, you know a guy named Mark Bone. No, don't I, don't, I don't know him. He's a, he's a YouTuber guy. And I did want to talk about this real quick before I forgot because uh, a, oh, yeah. a couple episodes back, I had Jordan on to help me uh, co-host because you were out and uh, we talked a little bit about editing and he was talking about some like shortcut ideas and stuff for editing. And then I actually went online and found this really good video. I wasn't really looking for it. I just happened upon uh, this YouTuber named Mark Bone and it's spelled just the way you think it is. And he had a a video called... um, it's like, if you just Google Mark Bone editing, it'll pop up. And it was called Simple Effective oh. Editing Tips, Documentary and Film Editing. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's like some really good basic tips in here for people. So you guys should definitely Google that. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But uh, yeah, good video. And the guy has like a bunch of videos that are super helpful. So I was kind of perusing those and figured i'd i'd mention that and uh follow up on that that editing episode and uh like i said i'll put the link in the show notes yeah man that's great good good resource there yeah i think you know i think it's something that happens as you get older you just start thinking like oh i've i've had my head in the sand for a really long time uh working 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 and now it's time to think about uh possibly enjoying a little bit of life well, I've, I've always heard like people say, like, think about the, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or running your own business, think about the life that you want and then build your business around that. But I feel like I heard that too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that I wanted to start a business and I, I always knew that like, I didn't really want to work for other people. Um, yeah. And I guess I would if I found like the right thing, but yeah, I just kind of dove head first and I I agree, man. I, I kind of wish there's definitely some things that I wish I had done um right right from the get-go. Um what what's something that you wish you'd done right 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 from the start? Um I don't I mean, I'm not I'm not always that guy. Like there's some things where I like wish I would have changed, but I just I'm really thankful. Like it's silly. I don't know if that's cliche or not, but man, I just those first five, six years where I like hustled my butt off and traveled and 
Um, you know, like I know my wife would say that it was definitely different on her end because we had two kids then and it was hard and, but it was just, it was fun. It was good. And so now the business has changed a lot, but, um, I don't know, looking back, I think I would just would have saved more. Like I would have found a way to like save more instead of either spending all on gear or like when I travel, like it's like, Oh, like why not just go out to eat as well? Um, Maybe just like saved a little bit more because now I feel like I'm trying to like figure out how do you how do you set up a retirement through the account or how do you pay for a future kid's college education um, as a business owner. So I think just more of that is what I would try to be wiser with. Yeah, it's, you know, when you're young and you're in your 20s and like running around shooting weddings and stuff, it's easy to just feel like it's just going to last forever, you know, Yeah. because um, 35 seems so far away. And then when you right. <clears throat> and then when you hit thirty five, you're like, oh, actually didn't take that long to get here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I've shot at more than two hundred and fifty weddings, and there's no yeah. way that I would ever want to go back and do it all over again. Um, right? Because, yeah, it's they. I heard somebody say once that the days are long, but the years are short when describing time and how, how it passes. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really, a really interesting way of describing it and almost just kind of dead on. Mm. Mm, We just got, (laughs) we just got so deep. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I was going to like change top, but I was just like waiting for the moment just to like simmer just right, you know? (laughs) Like right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I want to, I'll have a little surprise topic. I just want to run by that kind of coordinates. Uh Oh, this is, can I ask you like a surprise topic? Oh boy. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, man. I'm, I'm game. Okay. So here's my thoughts. We've been doing this forever, trying to figure out how to have, have life. And I think in the business side of things, like community has always been a big part of me. And especially like with the last two years, COVID, all the stuff, like, man, I haven't seen a lot of vendors, and I'm not like a big workshop guy or a big class guy, but here's my thought is that I think you and I should team up probably in this first quarter here and we should put together just a free, kind of like a free workshop, like a one day, um, if you're a videographer looking in your early stages or whatever, or if you're a photographer looking to do video, like we just, we get together, we don't make a charge thing. We don't have to make this big hype about it or just like share who we are and share our wisdom, make some connections and, and talk about things that we love and just kind of share what we've learned in the last 10 years or something like that. So I don't know if you'd ever be open to doing like a free, um, like a free, not, it's not even like a free workshop, but I just hate like the whole like payment registration. Am I going to get, Oh, I can't go. Cause I don't have the money. Like, you know, kind of community meets videography. Just talk about what we love to do. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. Now, I take it this is some sort of like, are we, is this a national thing? Are we going international I'm, with this? Like how, how, how crazy is this sort of thing? I, I don't know. And you never know who's going to show up. Like maybe some people like who's, who's Adam and Michael, like who, who are they and what do they even do? And who knows? But I just say we pick a spot in Denver. I know a couple of people who could like donate some space. And maybe we just find um, a couple things we want to talk about. Maybe just like the topic of storytelling or the topic of things that we've learned along the years or just maybe like a half day and 
you know, get some food and start putting out on social media and to see who wants to show up and kind of figure it out from there. All right. Yeah, I'm game. That sounds pretty good. And I think Denver is uh, a pretty accessible place for a lot of people. Um, yeah. We got a, we got international airport in Denver, so you can pretty much yeah. get here from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it could be kind of cool. Just you have so much wisdom and I've, uh, got a lot of mistakes that I can kind of share and talk about. And I don't know, it'd be fun to get together and see people again. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. All right. I'm game for that. Cool. We'll, uh, we'll talk offline and yeah, we'll, figure something we'll put out. it together and then we'll, we'll announce it here on the podcast. Well, there it is unofficially unannounced or announced. Hey, speaking of going <laughs> international, I found out yeah. that we're number 210 on the careers podcast, uh, rankings what? in Norway. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I'm surprised we even made it anywhere on the list. <laughs> Especially the coveted <laughs> spot of 210. Most popular. That's my favorite spot. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good numbers. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. Really yeah. into that astrology. Yeah. So. <laughs> you are good at the business side of things. That's for sure. Yeah. Well. The thing about business is you got to know when to make the right bets. And uh, unfortunately, I made a big bet mm. right before COVID. And that was that was not a great time. So, Oh, did you? I don't think I know about this, did I? Well, I know I've talked about it on the show before. I, I just like dropped like a bunch of money on gear because I was going to go mm. like full 4K and like 2020 was actually going to be like probably had it worked out it was going to be like the craziest year i ever had um and it was it was but in like a good way um so yeah i i spent a bunch of money like right before covid hit and that was that was just uh tough and i've kind of been digging myself out of that hole for basically the last two years and I, i feel like i see a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel now which is nice but uh yeah yeah, definitely. You know, you know what the biggest thing I think I learned from that? Uh, um, you don't need to buy shoot more gear. No, just you don't really need to shoot 4K. <laughs> oh, what? What? Because you need to shoot 6K. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice to shoot 4K. Um, but like people still really don't notice. Like hmm. my commercial clients don't notice. Uh, wedding clients don't notice. Nobody notices. It's like, it's just a thing that we do as videographers. I'm convinced because we like to do it or because we need, we want to like do a bunch of post st- stuff, which I think is actually a better reason. If you're going to shoot 4k, I think it's actually a better reason to shoot 4k for the extra like real estate that you would have if you threw it on like a 1080p timeline. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just the 4K thing, though. Like, it wasn't just about yeah. 4K. It was also, like, I was pretty I was pretty into the way the Blackmagic cameras were looking uh, mm. in terms of, like, their, their image and everything. So that, that also kind of trapped me a little. Um, yeah. Definitely got caught up in that. Okay. Well, I think we're no longer number 210 on that list because... Uh, um, you know, that's a hot topic. 
just kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's probably a sign that it's time to to end this episode. And uh, <laughs> until next time, later. Later. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company and for good reason uh, they are clearly the most creative most unique uh, individuals out there and their photography is so creative I can't even begin to describe how creative it is that's how creative it is if you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there so um you know whether you're having a wedding a birthday party uh or you're taking your kids to school or you're hanging out at home or going to the bathroom you know all things that you want photographed creatively um it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats a lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide rim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what, that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to pull those photos later on and, you know, really, really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day. Um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get. And they're going to they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical. Probably, um, probably just two 8x10s that you can put in the living room next to the closet door. So give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event. <laughs>